0: Hey what's up everybody it is Adrian here uh, from Lifehouse Church in Tokyo and I'm so pumped to be able to share God's Word with you today and I wanted to just give a big warm welcome to all of our beautiful amazing incredible Lifehouse family right across the world I love you we love you it is so good to be a part of this beautiful Family called LifeHouse Church and I, I just love being a part of this church family and I just wanted to also give a big welcome to anybody that's new if it's your first time connecting with LifeHouse or one second or third time welcome to the family welcome to the family um, Lifehouse is a beautiful international church, uh, a God's people, a beautiful family with many different people and races and cultures and age. And it's just beautiful and I absolutely love being a part of this beautiful church. and I've been a part of Lifehouse now for nearly five years. My wife and I were pastors in South Africa and we felt God calling us to Japan. We And we've now been in Japan for nearly five years and just love being a part of this church, this beautiful church family. I love this church. And when I say I love this church, what I'm talking about is not a building because we don't have a building. Uh, We're believing that one day we will. We trust in God for that, but we don't have a building. And I'm not talking about an organization. I'm talking about people. The church is God's people it's the supernatural powerful beautiful community of people it's the people that have been rescued out of darkness and brought into the light of God's love and Jesus's love for us and we become this community united around Jesus our beautiful powerful king that is leading us and so that's what I talk about when I say I love the church and I love this local church of Lifehouse Church and Today I want to talk about this message of loving your church because I love this church and I I want us all to be a people that love our church. We love the church which is the people of God and loving those in our connect group, loving those in our dream team, loving those in our church family. And we're in a series called love your neighbor and I'm loving this series. I I hope that you are being inspired like I am to to see that um, love is practical. I can do something about this loving others. It's not just a theory and a philosophy of love but it's a practical uh, outworking of love and love is is something that I can act on. I can demonstrate love to others in the way that I serve them and also the message is that I cannot do everything so I'm not going to carry the weight and the guilt of like oh I'm not doing enough. It's not about that. It's about I can't do everything but I can do something and if I see something that I can do I'm going to do it and I'm going to love that person. I'm going to serve that person. I'm going to give over here and I'm going to love over there and I'm going to encourage over here and so that's the power of this incredible series. It's about loving one another and I want to specifically focus on loving our church family. Paul to, writes to a beautiful church, an amazing community of people in, in this area called Galatia. It's a church. It's, a, it's the God's holy, beautiful people. He writes this to them in Galatians 6 verse 10. He says, Take advantage of every opportunity to be a blessing to others, especially to our brothers and sisters in the family of faith. And so what Paul is encouraging these powerful, beautiful church people, these followers of Jesus, is that take advantage of every opportunity to love and serve other people. That's all people, but especially those in the family of faith, especially those in your connect group, especially those in your dream team, especially those in your church family. Take every opportunity to be a blessing to them and to love Them and so our God's heart is that we love all people. Because did you know that God doesn't just love Christians? (laughs) It says, For God so loved the world that He gave His Son Jesus so that whoever believes in Him may not perish, but have eternal life. And so as His followers, we want to reflect this love for all people. But there is something powerful about us really loving our church family and those that are part of our community. And so I want to look at an amazing story of Jesus and how Jesus demonstrated love to his followers, his disciples, his his family of believers, and how he calls them and us to follow his example. It's a famous story of Jesus washing his disciples' feet. It's, it's one of the most famous stories of, of servanthood and humility that we get from the stories of Jesus. But what I love, really love about this story is that right throughout the story, we're going to see as we look at it is that We see Christ's powerful. We see Jesus's tender and deep love for this community. And, And the whole beautiful message of this is that Jesus loves, Jesus loves, Jesus loves. So therefore we love. And Jesus loved his disciples. Jesus loved his disciples. Jesus served his disciples. Therefore they are going to love and serve and this is the power of this gospel message that I love so much is that I'm loved by Christ and then I'm able to love others. I'm served by Jesus so I can serve other people. And so we're going to see that right throughout this story. But I also love that Jesus being a, a powerful teacher brings love into a practical Uh, uh, outworking. He's not a teacher that just teaches a theory. He's not just a philosopher that talks about the the philosophy of love. And love can be complex, but Jesus brings it down to the simplicity of love is serving people. So we're going to look at this amazing story found in John 13. So the setting is Jesus is sitting with his disciples around a table, and this is the night before jesus is going to be crucified so this is a crucial moment for jesus this is there's obviously a lot of emotion and and stuff going on in his head and his heart but he's still focused on really loving these disciples and and this crew this community of people are going to be those that he's entrusting to see the birth of his church which we are living in that movement that powerful movement nearly two thousand years ago so these are crucial moments for Jesus in setting and establishing culture within this community he's really trying to Infuse into them his passion and his vision for his people, the church, these beautiful people that are holy and called and set apart for God, that is you and me. And so let's look at this story in John 13, starting in verse 1. Jesus knew that the night before the Passover would be his last night on earth before leaving this world to return to the Father's side. All throughout his time with his disciples, Jesus demonstrated a deep and a tender love for them, and he longed to show them the full measure of his love. So right here in the beginning of the story, we see that these people that he was about to serve had already experienced this deep and tender love of Christ. They had already been on the receiving end of this incredible love of Christ. And now he wants to demonstrate the full measure of his love. So what does Jesus do? Let's jump to verse 3. Now Jesus fully aware that the father had placed all things under his control for he had come from God and was about to go back to be with him. So he got up from the meal and took off his outer robe and took a towel and wrapped it around his waist. And he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples dirty feet and dry them with his towel and this would have shocked the disciples they would have been absolutely shocked at this moment there they they just enjoying a meal with jesus and next minute he gets up and he and they all kind of sitting there and he starts washing their feet and they would have been absolutely shocked at this not the fact that they wouldn't have been shocked that someone was washing their feet it was for us that would have been strange like what are you doing it's, it would be strange in our culture, but for Jesus in the culture of the day, this was, a, this was a powerful form of hospitality. If you wanted to serve your guests, if you wanted to serve those that were coming to eat a meal at your house, you would offer to wash their feet. But the, what would have shocked them was this role of washing feet was left for the lowest of the low. This was a servant's job. This was not the, the the role. This was not the job of, of the Lord and the Savior of the world. This was not his job. He was the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. This was not Jesus's job. This was the job of a servant. Yet Jesus humbles himself and he gets down. He wraps his towel around and the disciples are all sitting out there and they kind of got their stinky feet full of dirt and mud and um, Peter's probably got the dirtiest feet. That's why we're going to see he gets embarrassed. And they, and Jesus comes around, and he starts washing their feet and, and just serving them in the most amazing powerful way. I just love Jesus. And we're going to see that Peter gets shocked in, in verse 8. it says, Peter looked at Jesus and said, you'll never wash my dirty feet. Never. So Peter, again, being extra, Peter being Peter, he freaks out. He says, Jesus, there's no way that you can wash my feet because we can see he's feeling awkward. Like this is not what you should be doing, Jesus. But actually, Jesus eventually he, he convinces Peter that, no, Peter, you need to let me wash your feet. You need to let me serve you. You need to let me demonstrate my love for you because this is really important. And, and then Peter eventually opens up his heart and he allows Jesus to wash his feet. And so Jesus goes around and washes all of the disciples' feet. In verse 12, After washing their feet, he put on his robe and returned to his place at the table. Do you understand what I just did? Jesus said, you've called me your teacher and Lord, and you're right, for that's who I am. So if I'm your teacher and Lord, have just washed your dirty feet, then you should follow the example that I've set for you and wash one another's feet, one another's dirty feet. For Now now do for each other what I have just done for you. And so this is where Jesus is bringing it to. He's he's come back and he's sitting at the table, and the disciples are all a little bit shocked, and they lean in, and he's like, "This is what I'm really trying to show you guys. This is what I'm I'm trying to establish a culture. This is what my people are like. This is this is my vision for my church. This is my vision for my people. Is that just as you have seen me?" Uh, wash your feet just as i have demonstrated love for you by washing your feet i want you to now go and do that for one another and so we we see that jesus is our example I jump down to verse 34 he says so now i give you a new commandment this word new is fresh and powerful and something new and, and invigorating a new commandment love each other as much as i have loved you for when you demonstrate the same love i have for you by loving one another everyone will know that you are my true followers i love this verse and what i love about it is that it says that love each other as much as i have loved you so up until this point these these uh these followers of jesus would have known the jewish teaching from the Old Testament was love your neighbor as you love yourself but Jesus is bringing something fresh and he's bringing in a new vision but also a new source of love uh, for his disciples he's saying love each other like I have loved you I am now the vision what you've seen me do I want you to go now do but I'm also your new source of love because as much as you have been loved you are going to love One another, and so our first thing that we learn from the story is that our example is Jesus. We are Jesus wants us, you and I, as his followers, to imitate him to follow his example. And so, what example does Jesus give us? Jesus gives us a practical example, he humbles himself and he washes his disciples' feet. The way that Jesus loved them was the way that Jesus demonstrated love was through serving one another and this is what i love about the church this is what i love about seeing the church at work It's just people using their time their gifts their strengths what they have to serve one another And, and 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 we we have hundreds of stories we can share stories for days of how people have actually lived out this truth of loving one another in practical ways and i've been on the receiving end of so much love in this church community and I want to share a few stories. So recently I I got my driver's license. Woohoo! So pumped um I was able to uh take my oh or convert my South African driver's license to get a Japanese license and the process is you go do some paperwork and then you write a written test and they have an English version which is fantastic but it's really it's like 10 questions multiple choice it's pretty easy so I passed that woohoo I did that and then I had to do a driving test so you do a test you go to a a yard and there's a a guy who's got a clipboard and he sits in a car and he kind of ticks you off and there's a course that you have to do and he's marking you but the thing about this is those instructors just speak Japanese the whole course is he gives you instructions in Japanese, the whole thing's done in Japanese and my Japanese ain't that good. But you can also go um, before your test you can go to the yard like on a Saturday or Sunday you can rent a car, you can pay an instructor to come with you for an hour and you go through the course and he kind of teaches you. But again these instructors only speak Japanese. So I booked a time one Saturday just before my test and I phoned up a friend, a good friend, Shige. At church, and he's bilingual. So I said to him, "Dude, I have a big favor to ask you. Will you come and spend? uh, Will you come and help me uh, for this? um, For on on Saturday, I'm gonna go and do this practice run with this instructor. And he's Japanese, and I can't understand him. So I need help." And he said, yes. And so he came and he helped me. Um, and for me, this is a sacrifice because the place that we're meeting is over an hour from his house. So on a Saturday morning, he's a busy man. He's got a full-time job. He's involved in church. He's, he's a married man. And, and he's got, his life is busy. It's not like he's got a bunch of extra time lying around. So him taking, uh, giving up his Saturday morning to serve me is what is a demonstration of love. So he travels all the way there. He comes and helps me. He sits in a car. It's the middle of August. It's very hot here in Tokyo. And he, 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 he uses his gifting, which is he's bilingual. He's able to understand language and he, he's serving me. He's loving me with his time and his gifting. And I was able to pass my test because of that help. And so for me, I love this. It's, it's practical. Shige demonstrated love. He loved me, and I'm part of his church family, and he loved me in a practical way. And I also, um, before moving to Japan, my wife and I came to visit Tokyo. We came to check out Tokyo a little bit more, check out different areas. We visited Lifehouse. And when I was visiting Lifehouse, I met a guy that I knew from my childhood. Everyone was like, oh, there's another South African in the church. And I met him, I was like, oh, I know this guy. Um, and he had, we had grown up in the same church, he had moved to Australia and now was in Tokyo and we met again and the amazing thing is before we left to go back to South Africa um, and we were coming back to Japan in three months, he said to me, um, uh, he said, my wife and I have got a spare room in our house and uh, when you move to japan uh, it is yours you are welcome to stay in that room for as long as you need to help you get settled in and get ready uh and and do whatever you need to do to get yourself uh into your own place here in japan and so when we moved to japan Um, we moved into their home. We moved into their house. They had a spare room. They opened up their room and we lived in that room for three months. We stayed with them for three months before we were able to secure our our jobs and our visas and our own apartment. And so, and they never asked us for any rent. They never asked us to pay for anything. We did offer to buy groceries and pay for bills and stuff, but they never asked us for anything. And for me, that was a demonstration of love. Yeah, was someone who had a spare room and they, were op- they opened up their room for us to stay in. And so we can see that loving your church family is practical. It's, it's I, I have this gift and I can help you. I'm able to do this and I can help you. I can see a need and I'm able to help you with that need. So let me love one another through this. And so we see that the practical, the vision Jesus gives of love is practical. But as I mentioned right throughout the story, what I really love about the story is we see that there's Jesus' love for his disciples. It says that Jesus had demonstrated a deep and tender love for his disciples. And then the, the command he gives them is love one another as much as I have loved. You And this for me is the power of this gospel message. This is the power of the message that we live by as followers of Jesus. It is Jesus loves me. Jesus loves me. Jesus loves me. So therefore I can love others. Jesus has served me. He's died for me. He's given me everything. I'm a new creation. I have been given the Holy Spirit. I've been given gifts by Jesus. He blesses me, blesses me, blesses me. So therefore I can bless others. This is the power of this message, is that we are called to imitate Jesus, but transformation through Christ's love comes before imitation of Jesus. So it is, I'm transformed by His love. I am loved by Jesus, and therefore I can love one another. I can love others because I have been loved by Jesus. Read, I love this scripture, 1 John four nineteen. It says, we love each other because... He first loved us and church. This is the power of our gospel message. It's not a message of works It's not a message of try harder try harder try harder. It is a message of Christ loves me I have been forgiven I, Christ died for me. I have everything I need in Christ and so therefore I am able to love others now because Doing a, a once-off act of love is easy. You can put it on Instagram and say look how I'm serving the poor but actually to live a life of love, a constant life of love, we have to be transformed by Christ's love. And so I want to finish with this scripture. I want to share a scripture and then I have two things that I feel like all of us can continue to do to grow in this area of loving our church family. This scripture is in 1 John 3:16 and 17. This is how we have discovered love's reality. We've discovered love's reality. We know what real love is. Jesus sacrificed his life for us. Thank you, Jesus. Don't we love Jesus? Because of this great love, we should be willing to lay down our lives for one another. If anyone sees a fellow believer in need and has the means to help him, yet shows no pity and closes his heart against him, how is it even possible that God's love lives in him? Powerful, powerful scripture. And so, What I want to pull out of this from this story and the scripture is what can we do about this? And I believe the first thing is so important is for you and I to stay in Christ's love. For because I love because He first loved me. And if you are new to church, I, I want to know, I want you to know that God loves you. He loves you passionately and I'm going to give you an opportunity in just a moment to open up your heart to allow Christ's love to come in and transform you but for for us who are followers of jesus and we've made a decision to follow him we've opened up our heart, and we've experienced the 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 supernatural change that comes as christ comes in we are new creations we are spirit-filled sons and daughters of god and i think for you and i as followers of jesus it is important for us to stay in christ's love stay in a place where you are constantly filled by Christ's love. And this is why I love the big three. I love the big three here at our Simple prayer, journaling and clean hearts. And so simple prayer is every day I, I get up and every day you and I, we get up and we just open up our eyes and we say, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us as we forgive those who have sinned against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And so as, I, as I'm praying this simple prayer, every day I get up with a, a smile on my face, even if it's been a tough day the day before, I get up with joy. It's a fresh new day. I pray our Father in heaven, and I, I experience His love. And then I open up my Bible for five or 10 minutes and I'm reading my Bible, I'm journaling and I'm reading and saying, God, speak to me. And as, as I read, God speaks and I'm experiencing Christ's love. And at the end of the day, as I, before I go to bed, I, I make sure that I forgive, I let go, I live with a clean heart. So I keep my heart open to Christ's love. And so let's be a people that stay in Christ's love because when we stay in His love, we are empowered to love others and yeah it's the second thing i want us to do i love what the scripture says it says if you see a fellow believer in need and you have the means to help him and i think that's the key because i know we can get overwhelmed sometimes there's so much need around us it's like oh there's just so much happening and i i can feel overwhelmed but the thing is jesus brings a practical right here he says if you see a fellow believer in need and you have the means to help him then help him and that's what I want to encourage us. If you look at, if you see someone in your connect group that is in need and you are able to help them, help them. If you see someone in your dream team or in your church family and you, have, you see the need and you are able to help them, then help them. Step out in faith and do it. Act on that. And so this is what I want to encourage us. Stay in Christ's love. See a need. And if you can help them, help them. So I'd love to pray for us right now. Let's, I just want to pray that all of us, we just experience the depths of Christ's love us because when we understand his love and his love transforms us we are able to love one another so let's pray Jesus thank you for these beautiful amazing people and thank you for your immense powerful love for us would you fill us with your love today would you fill us with your deep love God would you would you transform our hearts by your love so that we can love one another we ask this in Jesus name amen 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 I want to pray for one more group of people. And as I mentioned is that uh, I, I want to pray for you if you've never opened up your heart to Jesus. If you've never opened up your heart to allow His love to transform you. And I, what's important for you to know is that God loves you so much. The love that God has for you is so immense and so amazing. And I want you to know that He loves you so much. And He has a great plan and a purpose for your life. God God, God has a vision for you. He created you. He loves you so much. The problem that you and I have is that it's our sin. It's our our mistakes uh, that, that separate us from God. But that's why Jesus came. Jesus came and demonstrated the ultimate uh, demonstration of love when He died on the cross. He took your sins and my sins upon Himself and he died on the cross so that you and I could be reconciled and have a new relationship with God and our hearts could be opened by, to his love. And so, if you want to make that decision to follow Jesus today, I want the Bible says that it encourages us to believe in our hearts. So, make that decision to say, I believe in you, Jesus, and speak it out with your mouth. So, I want to count to three, and I want you to make that decision in your heart, and I want you to follow me in a prayer. So, one, God loves you. Two, Today is the day to make that decision. Three, if that's you, just right now in your heart say, I believe Jesus. Amen. Now just follow me in this prayer. Dear Jesus, I believe in you. Thank you for forgiving me. Come into my life and I will follow you. Awesome. If you prayed that prayer, we are so pumped. We are celebrating with you and we, we want to connect with you. So if you, if you made that decision, why don't you let us know in the chat or go to mylifehouse.com forward slash Jesus and our team would love to connect with you. But thank you so much for, uh, for just connecting with us today. I hope that you were inspired by God's incredible love for us. Let's be a people that continue to love our church, love one another and have an awesome rest of your week.